Hi, you know what I heard? I heard that you want to talk to mom. Yeah, that's what I heard. So Ma, this year, 2022, is offering one-on-one sessions. That's right. Some of you may know that I am a crisis and trauma counselor. I'm also a spiritual counselor, so I combine the two to help people heal from their trauma. I'm also tarot and oracle card reader. I believe that um, aligning yourself spiritually is a very important component to healing. So, um, yeah, why don't you book a session with me? Want to get to know me? Want to see if we vibe? I'm offering 30 minutes for free for first-time clients and also 30-minute free oracle or tarot, or tarot card reading. So why don't you go ahead and talk to my, I want to listen. Hello, hello, and welcome to Talk to Ma with Susan Henriquez. And I am Susan Henriquez, crisis and trauma counselor. Um, we are here today with Selena Statton. Hey, co-host. <laughs> I might as well just call her co-host, daughter, mother, um, all-around talented, wonderful, beautiful, my daughter, Selena, who's here to talk about motherhood. And today, y'all, we have Vanessa Montalvan. And we about to what? Pop that cherry. Yeah. That's right. We got a new person here today. So, you know, she's got to get initiated, y'all. Yeah, yeah, we about to go in. Yeah, we're gonna buy, we're gonna talk. And, and and Vanessa, if you don't, do you mind telling us how old you are? I'm thirty two. Thirty two. Okay. And Vanessa is a mother of a fifteen year old, so she has a teenage daughter. Yeah, she's about to be sixteen in December. Okay. All right. And so, um, I wanted to have this show today. I um, as some of you all know, this is a trauma informed mm-hmm. show. This show is mostly geared towards um, Latino and my black and brown young people because I feel like some of our issues are unique, you know, and and, um, so and, you know, what better way to, you know, start the new season than to talk about motherhood. Right. (laughs) So, Selena, how old is your baby? Mm, his badass is too. <laughs> he's nice. not so bad. Cool. Malcolm is not bad, and I'm not just saying that because I'm his mother. He's actually mad cool. <laughs> he's bad today. It's <laughs> <laughs> <It's> Saturday. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So you have a. He's about to be three. And <laughs> and how old were you when you had your son? I mean, I don't remember. He's I was three. <laughs> and you are. I was twenty. Okay. I was twenty because um. I just remember, like, my boobs leaking on my 21st birthday. Okay. (laughs) Couldn't drink, couldn't do nothing on my 21st. I remember that. Okay. And and how old were you, Vanessa? I was 15 when I was pregnant and 16 when I had her. And you were 16 when you had her. Okay. Now, um, you know, I always feel like this show is a trauma healing show, is a spiritual healing show. So we go this way. So we go, we, um, I want to... I want to know a little bit about your moms. I want to know about, um, was your mother young, Vanessa, when she had you? Not as young as me, but she was young. She was like 18, 19-ish. She was 18, 19. Mm-hmm. Was she married? So she would, was not married, I think. She didn't get married until after she had us. To your granddad? To my dad. To your, gra- to, to your mother's um, father or someone else? You messed that up, Ma. With your grand, you said when you said your grandma um didn't get married. She had your no, mom. my mother didn't get married until she had us. Oh, got you. To your dad. Yes. Got you. Got you. Okay. And Selena? What you doing, How old were you when you had me? <laughs> I was like twenty three when I had okay. Selena. Really? I was twenty three. No, yeah. So how old were you when you had Chaz? No, I'm sorry. I was twenty three when I had Chaz. I was, I was in okay. college. Um, and I got pregnant. 
Okay, it was nine years later. Yeah, nine years later, I had you. Oh, that's a big Love one. you, Chaz. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I wasn't ready. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think any ready. of us. Right, even when you plan, I don't think people are, are actually genuinely ready. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, oh, no, 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 I mean, I agree with oh, you, is what I'm saying. I agree with one, you. You're not ready for your second one. Right. My it's a lot. going through it right now with her, with her newborn, and she has a three-year-old daughter she's just like i remember doing none of this when i had my daughter yeah because each child is different right. too the experience is different yeah your you body know? reacts differently yeah yeah so um when you found out you were pregnant what what was that like when you found out the day that you found out that you were pregnant <laughs> I was me too i was 15 what do you do at 15 go out to go out to eat with your friends not even, because you're 15. My mom was like, you have to be home when the streetlights was on. Oh, I was yeah. in the crib. Mm. So it was a hot mess. And I was in high school, sophomore, I think. No, mm. yeah, sophomore so you year. must have been petrified, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Of course. Because I was 23 and I was petrified. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine being 16. Right. You know? I mean, at least I knew, at least for me at 23... Nobody could really say nothing to me. You know, I finished high school, even though for some reason, I don't know. I I really want to talk about, but we'll get into that. But just think about this, like our idea as people of of color about babies and keeping babies as opposed to white people. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I want you to think about that. The struggles between the two? Well, well, like... Like, I don't see... Like, I see a lot of us young... uh, um, Young... People of color, we're, we'll have babies. But white women, they'll get rid of those babies. Mm-hmm. Like what? So what makes us, it's not that they don't get pregnant, but what makes us keep the baby? Mm-hmm. I'm just curious about that, you know? But anyway, Selena, what happened when you found out? I'm supposed to go to Mexico. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but I just, I feel like I just repeat myself and tell the story all the time. Because people always ask me, but, you know, I live my best life around the time. And, um... I just broke up with like my child's father, so I was about to go live my best life. I just got a new car, a new job. I was bartending, and you know I read Lobster, and I was getting a lot of money at the time. It felt like a lot of money because I had nobody to take care of. Right, Dad, I looks like chump change. But, um, <laughs> I thought to go to Mexico with my best friends, and you know we all went to the doctor. This is before COVID, like life before COVID. Just feels so. It just even talking about it is so weird. But we were all going to the doctor together, you know, when mm-hmm. you could. Mm-hmm. And um, we all went in there to get our shots because we were leaving out the country. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm the first one to go, you know, so I can just get it over with. And he's like, um, yeah, so you're pregnant to OBGYN downstairs waiting for you. And, you know, he needs to talk to you. And I'm like, who are you talking to? Me? Like, the right person? Now, I, now my two best friends are in there with me. And one is, like, completely in shock, not moving. And then the other one is, like, holding me because now I'm hyperventilating. Oh, my God. So she's, like, holding me and crying. Yeah, so then they're just holding me and, you know, Ari can't even move. And um, we just did not, we had no idea. Like, I was so in shock. And I knew who the father was because, you know, my child's father took my virginity. He was the only person I was ever with. So I was just like, this nigga, me and him just broke up. You know, like, what am I supposed to do? I don't want no kids. I want to be the fun all. I don't want no kids. (laughs) And I used to tell my friends that all the time. I do not want no kids. Ever. You know, and you were on vacation. Yeah, I was that way on a retreat. Yeah. But let me ask you this. Like, you know, because you... How did did it feel having to tell your family? Because here you are going to college. You know, you're doing all the right things. You're working. I think you're working two jobs, going to college. Three wow. jobs, going to college. Wow. Um, yeah, I was just living life. <laughs> how, like, how, how did that affect your life at, at that time? Well, the first person I called was Daddy, and I was really scared to tell him. Um, but my dad was, was really supportive, and he was like, well, what you want to do? We'll keep it, or I'll send you money to get rid of it. What are we doing? Mm-hmm. I'm following your lead, you know? And then I saw, I was like, okay, maybe I could come up with and she won't freak out. <laughs> so I called him, you know, and then I called my aunt, you know, Titi, and she kind of was just like, I don't think it's the last one. Huh? She was <laughs> like, oh yeah, my mom was the last one I called, and Titi was kind of like, I don't think it's a good idea. My brother was not Chaz. My other brother thought it wasn't a good idea. Chaz was just like, oh, 
whatever you want to do, I'm with you. Then I called my stepdad, and he was like, listen, let's do this. Like, let, let's do it. Let's do it. We could do it. Like, as a family, we could do it. Um, I called, And then I called you. I called Christina. But then I called you, and you, like, was like, you can't be serious, right? You were like, you're kidding, Selena, right? You're joking. <laughs> you're, you're joking. And I'm, like, crying at this point because I'm like, no, mother, I am so not. I'm so not. Um, I don't really remember if I called you first or went to go see my child's father, but I, I called, you know, my girls too. I was like in the backseat crying right. still, but I went to his house and I told him, and I asked him like, what do you want to do? In my head, I'm about to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're like, what you want to do? And he was like, let's keep it. <sighs> I was like, uh, I was like, you sure? He's like, yeah. And I was like, as long as we're on the same boat, you know what I mean? Like if, you know, if you want to, then, you know, at the time I was like, okay, if you want to, then you you know? So wait, are you saying that you just kept it because he wanted to? Or did, was there something in you that didn't want to keep it? There was, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I was really scared, though. I really was scared to, you know, I'm not good with, like, doctors or, like, you what? know, getting pain. blood and pain and getting <laughs> shot, even, getting shots and all that. Well, the difference, so there's a difference, too. Like, you were at least in your 20s, but Vanessa, you were 16. Oh That's God, like... Yeah. Living with your mom still, mm-hmm. you know, how is that? It's funny because I think I found out, I think I had gone to like the public health department at, in the town that I lived in with my baby dad. And it was mm-hmm. one of those like blood draw ones. So it takes days and they give you this little note card, with a little star on the back for the number to call to get your results. And we're like, all right, whatever, we're going through it and we're going to school doing whatever we do because we're in high school. Whatever, get the mm-hmm. call and they're like, you're pregnant. And I'm like, oh, Hell no. How the fuck do I tell my mom? Mm. And my relationship is in a close relationship with my mother. Mm. So now I'm good with writing. So I wrote a note, put it under her door when she went to the bathroom. She came out and she's like, are you fucking kidding? This lady set up an appointment with the pediatrician to try and get rid of it for me. Oh. They told her no. She made an appointment for me to go Wait, all the way to back the Back up, back up. I got, you got to tell more about that mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. She didn't want me so to So wait a minute. Place. So when she found out... Which was, let's give mom a break. That was a crazy way to find yeah. out. But, well, true. But but I get that, you know, so, you know, sometimes those moms are not that easy to talk to, right? And um, so you put it under the door and she loses her mind. Yeah. And then what? She was pissed. She didn't want to talk to me. She wanted nothing to do with me at that moment. Uh, at that moment, mm-hmm. okay. What about later? Nope. She didn't want anything to do with me until I actually gave birth to my so did you guys live together that whole yeah. nine months? But she just like told like but she kind of ignored me. Ignored you. Kind of like that's my kid. I have to care for her, but like kind of had that grudge mm. or was angry. So okay, you so so did you did she talk to you while you were pregnant at all? Was there like I mean she talked, but not like was there a gender reveal? Was there a baby shower? No. So this is the kicker to it. So she finds an appointment in New York for like a, this big abortion clinic in New York where they do late-term pregnancy. Or mm. I thought I was three months pregnant. Little did I know I go to this place, I do this. I'm literally bawling my whole car ride. So she oh. didn't go with me. It was my stepdad. Because you wanted to keep your baby. I wanted to keep her. Now, were you in a relation, committed relationship? Yes. He, he, I took, lost my virginity to him. He was my first boyfriend ever. Oh, and he wanted you to keep the baby too? I don't know. I think we were kind of on the fence. He wasn't like opposed to it, and we just went with it. I mean, he was life is life, you know. Life is life. Yeah, yeah, that's life. So he was a year older than you. Yeah, seventeen. Okay, you right. wanted to keep her. Got right. It. So we go to New York to this abortion clinic that my mom wants me to go to. We go there. We do this. We do this whole check in. The whole ride there, I'm bawling. My mom didn't go. She was at work. Who well, did you go with? My stepdad at the time and my baby dad. Oh. Right. So she wanted no part. So we get there. Were you close to your stepdad? Uh, well, like, he was he someone that you would want to go with you to no. do this? That's no, what I'm saying. would want another male? Right, you know, right. Like you want your mom. Weird. Right. Yeah, you want Or at least my grandmother. I want to go, brother. <laughs> I mean, okay, but at dad. the very least, mom, go with her. Right. No, but yeah, the very female. Least. Right. And plus, you maybe may do something yeah. she doesn't want to do. So right. you can right. at least be right. there. And she was not. Okay. So we get there. They do all this check-in. They do this process. They do blood work. Which was odd because they couldn't get blood from my veins. Like, veins would keep popping. So I'm like, right, whatever. So, like, you know, we'll just start with the ultrasound. We go to do the ultrasound, and the lady's like, so how far along do you think you are? And I was like, three months. She's like, oh, honey, 
you're six and a half months pregnant. We mm. need you to get dressed. And I'm like, <gasps> oh, uh-huh. so she was six and I a half months. I went way months. too far. They only did up to like three and a half months. So how'd that go? Like how'd that go with? What? Who told you you were three months? The ultrasound lady. No, the first time I told you was three. Months. No one. It was just my mental. She's going by my... her ca- calculations of when she didn't have right. her period. So I got like, my period the first three months. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she's going by her calculations. Mm-hmm. Right. So I packed my shit up, left. We went to go get Subway, and I was a whole new person. I felt a little bit better. I didn't feel as horrible. Yeah. Right. But my mom was pissed, and that was why she didn't really speak as much as uh, one would speak to their child when I was pregnant. And, you and, and this is in what what year? Around what year? Uh, I gave birth to her in two thousand five. Two thousand five. Okay. Okay. You were a bigger anything. You just couldn't. Tell. I didn't show until probably seven months, and then I popped. It looked like I had a base uh, basketball in my belly. Mm-hmm. How do you How do you feel? How did that make you feel? You know, like not having the support of your mom. I'm so used that to that. It's, it, to me, it's normal. My mom has always worked a million different jobs, so it's like my mom has always been busy. I was always with my grandmother. If not my grandmother, I was at the Boys and Girls Club with my brother. Or my stepdad was there. So mm. she was busy. Mm. I'm used to it. Mm. Understandable, because she had to raise two kids. Okay. And um, so you had your babies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, now your mothers. Now your mothers. But let's talk about having the baby. Like, <laughs> you know, because I really want us to talk to them young girls out there that are thinking about that are thinking about having a kid. Just so, you know, there's different. There's a lot of challenges with being a mom. Like you said, no, nothing. There's no manual. There's, you know, when you don't have. They got them books, but them books ain't real. <laughs> and and when you're pregnant or before you have a baby, you think, I'm going to be this kind of mom, yes. right? This is how I'm going to be. I lie like a dog. <laughs> I remember some of the things I said. <laughs> my kid's never going to do this, and I'm never going to do yeah. that. And my kid's <laughs> never going to watch TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'd be like, please sit down and watch some TV. Here's the phone. Here is the phone. I'm tired. That's so true. Right? So, um, and so how, you know, like, how was that experience? So I wanted to reach out to moms that maybe are thinking about being moms Mm -hmm. today and, you know, still young. What mm-hmm. what is motherhood anything <laughs> like you thought? So we already said motherhood is nothing like you thought it was gonna be, huh? Nope. What'd you find out about motherhood, Selena? Never doing this shit again. <laughs> okay, but like seriously, like what what is motherhood like for you? Oh, it's terrifying. I really actually mm-hmm. just know all around. Don't do it. I'm so serious. I mean it's all cute and everything like don't that. Do it. But Especially no, as a person no, no. of color, it's a different world. It's just, you know, for me, like, yeah, I, when I was pregnant, I used to say, like, I'm going to make sure my son eats vegetables and that he's mm-hmm. not getting fresh fries all the time <laughs> and that he doesn't watch TV all the time. No and candy. Then, <laughs> my son doesn't eat candy. But he does now. He goes to other people's houses that do whatever. But it's just, you know, I, like, you know, I didn't think it was going to be this bad. I think it might have something to do with COVID a little bit for me. Because COVID has just shown me, like, how fucked up this world is. Mm. Um, That's true. And, you know, trying to, you know, I just feel like raising a young black man. Mm. And I always tell my mom this. And trying to raise a young black man in this society where we live, in this world, is not easy. Trying to show him, like, you know, you're a a boy. You're not supposed to cry, but you're supposed to let it all out. Or, like, love everyone, but don't trust everyone. Mm. And, like... Don't judge anyone, but be open-minded, but speak your opinion, but sometimes you gotta just shut the hell up and not say nothing. It's just like a whole bunch of people, like, how am I supposed to raise somebody? Like, you, it's like, and then, you know, everything that I went through as a kid, and everything that, you know, my, you know, you don't know, or dad doesn't know, and everything that I have went through, like, I have to just let my son go through that. I just, I just have to just throw him to the wolves. I just have to let him go through all that, let him learn, let him A, B, C, D. And figure it all out. Let him lose mm-hmm. friends on the way. Mm-hmm. You know, family members, you know, friends passing away. Like, I mean, it's just not my forte. And that's really why I don't want another one. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be responsible for another <laughs> life. I really don't. 
Pardon well, it is a lot. Yeah. There's yeah, no way. Yeah. And it's a boy. And, you know, sometimes he be crying. I be like, stop crying. And right. I be like, you know, I love God. Go ahead. I don't fucking even know what to tell you. I don't even know what to tell you. Right there. And, and, and is his father active in his life? Yeah, I... <laughs> yeah, okay. Right. okay. I think he's trying to figure it out. He's just a little late to the fucking party, but um, I know he loves his son. I know he loves his son. I know he don't let nobody touch. Well, his he's son. also a young person, so now we we you know thinking about you young men that are listening that you know are not using protection, and for some reason you think that it's the all the females. Um, responsibility. No, it's not. It's your responsibility, too. He's young, and he also didn't have too good, you know, a good mother or father figure like that growing up. Mm. So he he didn't have a clue on what the hell he was doing. Right, you're both, you're both young, yeah. I have good, I have great parents, you know what I mean? I wasn't too concerned about, you know, that part, you know what I mean? But he just is like, damn, they're completely alone. So... I'm mm. not alone. I've never been alone, which is why I have alone issues now. But mm. <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. So how about you, Vanessa? What What was motherhood like at sixteen? What was that a like? Hot mess. Now, did you have when you brought your baby home? Did at that at any point there was mom around to kind of help mm-hmm. you with the first? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So, so I think so that's t- when it clicked for her to change. She saw my daughter and it was like, oh my gosh, there was this big fat baby. She was nine pounds. Uh-huh. Like, this big fat baby. And it was a whole nother world. It was like it was her own kid when I brought her home. And like, she wouldn't let me touch her. And I'm like, that's my kid. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah, no, it did it get you guys closer? Did it make you guys closer? In a sense. In a sense. Yeah, we're a little bit closer with motherhood stuff. But yeah. my child, I raised her myself. I don't have her dad, so. So what happened with the dad? What, I mean, what was so, tell me, tell me, talk to me. So I lived when in, you brought the baby home. What happened? So I actually lived in Greenwich at one point. We moved to Ansonia. He lived in Greenwich. So when we moved, obviously it's long distance now. So it's him getting on the train to come see me. There's only but like three or four trains that come mm. in and out of Ansonia. So essentially, it became just me. At some point, he started to cheat, and I left him. We went our separate ways. He also was very abusive, so I was dealing with that oh. by myself. Left him, gone. Bye. Never came back. He started a new life, had more kids, went about his business. Went about his business, basically. So I just continued to be a mom mm. because I can't stop. Right, right. I mean, right. I could. In all reality, mm. I could. But I chose not to. Mm. That was my choice. To I love that you said that because that is right, it's right? True. At 16. You had a choice. You could have been yeah. like, yeah, you had a choice. Mom, here you go. Right. Or adoption. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you stepped mm-hmm. up to be a mom. And how is that? How is that? Like, I remember when I was growing up, um, when I was a teenager, I had this friend and she had a baby at 16. And I remember, like, sometimes she couldn't come hang out with us. Like, we would go in... You know, we would be going so out to the club and whatever. You know, 16 we, in the club. Yeah. Well, they used to be, they used to be, yeah, I was, I was, yeah, I was, was outside. Getting, yeah. <laughs> I was getting clubs at 16, and I was always like a big girl. You know, I always had the booty, and the, so, right. no, I never got carded. I never got carded mm-hmm. or any of that, so. Yeah, so I used to go out, We and then back then, and we used to have what they used to call it jams. That's when hip-hop first started in the Bronx, which mm-hmm. is where I'm from. Mm-hmm. So they used to have parties in the streets, oh, like in the park. Like block parties? I, yeah. Bl- I like parties. The guys would come down, oh, Red Alert and all of them. No way. Put their, their equipment in the park, mm-hmm. and we would be dancing like it was a club. And me and my girlfriends, we we would walk all over just to go to a jam. We would call they were called jams, but anyway, so we would be going to hang out, and my friend Lima be looking out the window. You know, we'd be like, "Bye, man, you sure you can't come, yo? No, I can't come." Because she had to stay home with her baby, you know. And I was like, "Damn, that sucks." <laughs> so I'm asking you, like, yeah. did that happen to you too? I lost a yeah. lot of friends. Actually, mm. all of my friends. Because mm-hmm. I, they don't have kids. They're 16. What are y'all doing at 16? You're outside. You're living your best life. Mm-hmm. Me, I can't. I got to be inside. Mm-hmm. And I was in a whole new town. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know nobody. And my only person I knew was my brother. Mm-hmm. So? Did you ever, did you ever 
feel like how was your mental health? Like, did did you ever go through anything you mentally? Like you know? Yeah, well, like, I think I had postpartum to begin with, but who the hell knows about postpartum at sixteen? Nobody, right? Mm-hmm. But tell us about so, like, that because only reason I'm wanting you to say that is because I want anybody that's listening to like recognize, like rec- mm-hmm. like you know, yeah. maybe they can understand. If they're going through this, if you explained what you went through. Right. So what I went through was, I, don't, I mean, I was in a recent relationship. So I was upset about that. I was upset with my daughter because I had a daughter with a guy that was beating my ass. And then mm. I had nobody. I'm 16. What do you do? Did your mom know that there was abuse? No. Well, mm. I'm lying. I thought she didn't. I didn't find out until recently that she knew. Mm. Sorry, I'm it's okay. Yeah, that's okay. It's okay. That's what this show is about, right? Healing, <laughs> letting that shit out. That must have been horrible. Being sixteen, an abusive relationship, a baby, not feeling supported at home. Like I can only imagine. Like I mean, I I don't have to imagine because I went through. I had a very unsupportive childhood as well. Yeah, but I didn't get pregnant early, you know. But I get. I understand when there's like, you know, part of the reason that I did this show is because I know there's there's a lot of young people out there that really can't talk to their moms and dads. You know, like they can't. They, you know, mom and dad, just there's just that blockage. And and really, the reason is because a lot of us adults are not healed. Like we're we're also people of color. We're taught to. Be strong, suck it up, right? Move on, get yeah. over it. And in all reality, that's not what life is. You don't just flip a switch and say, "Hey, get over it, move on, grow up." And then we teach that to our daughters. You know, we teach it to our daughters. Like we teach, unfortunately, we teach what we learn to yeah. our daughters, and that's a part of what taught to moms too, to break those cycles. So you don't teach that shit to your daughter. You know, whatever, right? You know, so that you can be, I always tell Selena, you are going to be better than me. You're going to do better than me. You know, I did try, I tried to do better than my mom and now you must do better than me. And so on and so on. But it's not always like that, right? Right. It's not always like that because people don't, you know, in order to heal, you got to talk about this stuff. In order to heal, you got to dig deep. You got to, and, and in order to heal, you have to look at yourself and say, what part did I play in this situation? Now, I'm going to talk about a 16-year-old because for me, a 16, even 20-year-old, you know, and this is the other reason I do this because so you don't make the same mistakes that I did. But, um, you know, uh, you're still learning. You're still learning. We're all still learning. Selena, you want to say anything? Like, how, how... Sometimes I, um... I look at you, Selena, and I really, I think, like, the choices that you made is a big... Because we, the other thing is, is we have to live by example, right? Like, and I, and it's not enough to tell your child not to do something. It's also, um, you also have to be the example of that, right? Because right? a lot of us adults say, don't do this, but we're doing this shit. And y'all young people are looking at us doing all this fucked up shit. And like, basically, y'all, because I, I know I would look at my mom like, you can't tell me what to do. Look right. at your right. right. How you going to tell me what to do? And your life is so screwed up. Right. Behind the scenes, your shit is fucked up. But you going right. to tell me what to do? I don't think so. Right. And that's what, that's what happens. Because, like I said, us adults... Um, people my age, people, you know, we're not willing to heal. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to, you know, just like you said, as people of color, especially in my time, going to see a therapist and, and, and you know, tu, tu hace lo que yo diga. you just going to do what the fuck I say because I'm the mom. Mm-hmm. And that's it, you know? And that's and that's the way I was raised up, raised up. And then we, we raised our kids like that. As I've gotten older, though, you know, I, I try to change some of the way I do things, but I do see myself in uh, see myself in Selena in some of the choices that she's made, mm-hmm. and um, I wish I had made better choices so she would have had better examples, mm-hmm. you know. 
I mean, I know, I, man, no, we're not perfect, right? We're not, we don't have, we don't have, there's no book to this shit. There's no book. Like I said, the best thing that we could do is be better than our parents. You learn. Yeah, there's no book. There's no, you know. So you were 16. When did it become easier? Never. Never. <laughs> Never. <laughs> it only gets worse because now they're teenagers and they have social media and high school and that's a, I'm glad you brought that up, Vanessa, because that is a whole different thing than what I had to deal with. And, you know, social I didn't media. really have to deal with social media that much like it is now. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you, social media started to become a big thing maybe when you were in, what, middle school? Or? No, we ain't even, not in middle school, there wasn't even Twitter or... Instagram and that shit. It wasn't even. So, so when I got did to it like start? My sophomore year of high school. So, okay, MySpace so sophomore thing. year of high school. Yeah. Yeah. Sophomore year of high school was like a Facebook MySpace thing. Yeah. You didn't allow me to have that. I shared a Facebook with you. Mm -hmm. I was, like me and my mom. She was like, "You want to go Facebook and see stuff? We could share Facebook, and you can add your friends, whatever, whatever, and we'll just do it like that." And I was like, "Whatever, whatever," because I wasn't. I wasn't doing nothing crazy at that age, you know. <laughs> um, and then as I got older, I swear Instagram must have just came out like. I don't know, maybe like my senior, my freshman, like my senior year of high school, mm -hmm. Instagram came out of some shit. It was still, Facebook was the thing, and then Vine came out for a second, oh, and then Twitter, Twitter started in like 2010, I remember because I had this boyfriend that I was like obsessed with, and he loved Twitter, you know? Okay, so let me, um, let me ask you, Selena, um, the kind of mother that you are today, or... Uh, Tell me about how you grew up. Like, how did you grow up with your parents? And I want you to be, like, good, bad, and ugly. Like, how did, <laughs> how did you grow up? So, because I guess I want to see what kind of parenting style did you grow up in. That's the question mm -hmm. for you and Vanessa. What did you see your parents do? So, like, discipline, you know, how is how is how are things at home? You never told me anything. That was, I never saw anything, but, um, I know I was daddy's princess and I could do whatever I wanted. Um, very rare when my dad got mad at me. Um, uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. I know that, you know, Chaz was somebody that I could always count on. You know, he was a big brother. I used to always like, you know. Like bully, try to bully him, or like put sticky socks under his pillow. Like, <laughs> I used to always just bother him, always. Um, as far as you and Daddy, like I feel like I kind of got whatever I wanted. I don't remember ever being really told no that much. I think I was a good kid. I don't really remember. I think I didn't start like noticing and like going through things until you went to go take care of Grandpa. Mm -hmm. I don't even know what year that was though. No, I don't know. I don't remember how old I was, but. There was a point when you had left, and I was just with Daddy, and he was working a lot to try to keep everything together. Um, so I stayed a lot with my cousins. Like I never really saw my dad like that. Maybe early in the morning to like give me kiss before he went to like another shift, and that was it. So he was constantly working. He was constantly he's still he's still constantly working. Dad, you're still but working. Tell too me, much. tell <laughs> me. I wanna know. I wanna know. Do you feel like you have like a normal? I mean, I didn't understand so much at that point. Like, we lived in Virginia. And just, we were, like, the only black family in town. But what about here? Like, you know, there was a lot of not-so-good stuff that happened between, you know. Oh. You know, there was a okay. lot of stuff that I happened. I you meant, like, around, my, around the younger ages. Okay, well, when we got to Connecticut, things got different because, you know, we left Daddy. We left Daddy, and it was just me and you, because Chazzy was already, like, in college living his best life. Get to the point so then, of what happened. Well, why didn't we leave Daddy <laughs> yeah. behind? So, so we left Virginia, we came here, and then I remarried. And that was a very tumultuous relationship. Like, we can't, we can, you know, that we got to put that out there. That that was, you know. What, you and Daddy? Me and Rome. Oh, Okay. All right. I mean, you and Rome used to drink a lot. And there was a point where I never saw you. And there was a point where... How old were you at that time? I know I was in high school. I, I think it was my freshman year of high school. Had to be. Because that's when we went to go... When did we live with Dickie? When did we live with Dickie McGee? When you were in high school. 
That's when it started. My freshman year of high school, I remember because I was kind of sleeping over Kiki and Suzette's house a lot. You were drinking a lot. Rome was drinking a lot. Uh, we didn't find our own place yet. It was like us and like 15 of my cousins <laughs> all sleeping like on the floor in the living room, you know. Big, big Spanish, big family house. That's how they do it. That's how Spanish do it. Yeah, also yeah. on the floor. Yeah. Bless my aunt's heart, you know. Yeah, my she, aunt. She passed yeah. Away. So they, they were, they were, they were, they were, I mean, we're not going to gloss over that because the reason that I'm bringing that up and I want you to think about that is because, you know, you have to think about those experiences can be reasons why you do the things you do today. Okay. You're, you were a different mom. You changed a lot, like, as I was growing up in total, but being you didn't have a relationship like that when you were drinking. I just don't remember how long that lasted as mm. far as years, but there was a point when I was on my own for, like, I was like, I had got my job, and I was just like, you were paying the bills. Listen, you were paying the bills. <laughs> but, um, you know, I just, I mean, I was sneaking in the clubs, like, you know, at young ages. I was out really late. You know, I was kind of like hanging out with whoever and like going on this guy's motorcycle. Like, yeah. I, was, I was just doing mad stuff that, you know, you were just, you were just, you were just drinking. And you were still drinking when I got into college. That's how I know it was, it was kind of for a long time. We moved a lot. Um, when I got into college, you were still drinking. It wasn't really until after I had my son that you had like stopped. Mm-hmm. You, you stopped you know, for good. And it's been like that since, you know, and then you yeah, went through your divorce and you kind of had a little, a little back backwards a little bit, but. So how was that? Like, okay. So now we're going to go back to Vanessa. So I want, I want you to think about that. You know how, you know, I'm not going to try to act like I was the mom of the year. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's why it was important for us. You know, a moms, we are not perfect. You know, we deal with addiction, we deal with depression, we deal with anxiety, we deal with, um, you know, and, and on top of that, we live in, a lot of us are living in the hood. Like, we're living in communities that are not safe. Right. You know, we're living in communities that that we're, we're trying to figure out how we're going to be safe. How do we be safe? How do we raise our kids for them to be safe? We're living in these communities that, you know... Single Latina and black moms are trying to raise men and women in and trying to tell them. So, you know, we have a we have that added layer. We, you know, you guys are young. You're a person of color. You live in, in hood. Most of, you know, not all everybody lives in a hood. Don't get me wrong. But we live or we even if we even if you're going to school, whatever, you live in areas that may not be as safe. Right. I think I don't think about the old you because I've genuinely forgiven you. It's not, I mean, like, I, I don't think about how you were. I think about how you are now. I feel like I know who you are now, and I know you don't want to go back to who you were back then. And I've, gross, I've, I've genuinely forgiven you for that. I don't think about those things. I don't bring those things up when me and you argue. I don't bring those things up when I'm mad at you. You know, I don't know about anybody else, but when I, for, like, when I really forgive someone, there's no need to, like, bring up what they've done. You know, like I have forgiven you for all those things. I I don't I don't like just doesn't something that lingers in my mind. Like I remember this time, this one time. You know what I mean? Like you no, know, it was it's okay. I think and I think that's I think that's because you know I can't speak for you, but that, I think that's because I've changed. You know, it's not it's you know for me. um the relationship that I have with my mom is, it's, the, I feel like there's never any accountability for the things that she's done. Never, you know, it's always like, I, why do you want to bring up the past? You know, that kind of thing. My mother is the same exact yeah. way. I always say that that's a Hispanic thing. Yeah, Hispanic why do you want to bring up the past? You know, Susan's always bringing up the past. She's, you know. And and I bring it up because really people, mothers, fathers that are listening, your children just want you to acknowledge that you fucked up and they just want you to say sorry. That's it. You would not believe how much that could change the relationship with your child. A sorry. Well, and accountability. Right. That's what I'm saying. Account, take accountability for what you've done, right? And then... Change. <laughs> Thank you. That's the Change behavior. Thing. Right. 
You know what I'm saying? And I think that I have done you, that. Yeah, 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 I have done that. I've had changed behavior. And I have changed a lot because I don't, I don't, um, I, I just know, I humbly, humbly am humbly grateful that I'm here today. You know, I wanted to kill myself. I always tell, you know, say that I, I was in a bad place. And, um, you know, I don't want other people to be there. And, you know, motherhood could do it. Motherhood could take you to that down. That motherhood is the hardest shit you ever going to have to do. The hardest hood. Yeah, it's the <laughs> hardest hood. I like that motherhood. It's the hardest hood. Yeah, I thought it was adulthood because I saw some shit that said adulthood is like the worst fucking hood ever. Rogato, zero stars. Wouldn't recommend. No, motherhood is that. That is Rogato. You know, but... um. Yeah, motherhood is is a really really hard thing to do, and um, we we're not we always gonna we're gonna make mistakes. Like you're gonna make mistakes. You're yeah. gonna make mistakes as a mom or dad, and you can't be that hard on yourself. You know when you make mistakes. What are some of the things that you said that you would never do with your kid that your mom did? And have you and have you kept to that? Mine would be yeah. that I would I always said I was never gonna hit my kid. And I started off saying that and then my kid would do something that would pop her. And I'm like, oh, and then it would get worse. I would hit her even harder. And then I was like, no, and then I stopped and then by then it was too late because the kid was damaged. <laughs> she was a hot mess. She was like, Oh, you're not gonna hit me. Like, all right, you're right. Ah, <laughs> uh, so you didn't you 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 mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts about that about hitting kids? What do you what do you think about that hitting your kids? I know that I I don't know. I mean, you you and daddy never really. I think like my first my first actual ass whooping was when I ran away back when I was really young, and I'm looking now like shit. I should run away now. I don't know what the fuck I ran away for back then. I think like I don't know. I think Chaz went to college and you and daddy. That's when I noticed that you and daddy separated, and I like I ran away and I left a note. My mom, I just remember, <laughs> I remember crying, putting the teardrop on the paper and circling it, <laughs> letting it dry. And then, then I, she was like, "Mommy, I'm running away." And I was like, I was sitting on the porch, and I looked at her. I was like, "Girl, please go in the house." <laughs> and and so then, like thirty minutes later, so you know, because we had a big house, and um, I'm like, Selena. Selena, I'm going through the house. Selena, Selena, <laughs> Selena. I go to the kitchen. The back door is wide open, and this child is gone. I'm like, I am having a heart attack. Oh my god! Oh my god! It was get. It was dark outside. It was starting to get dark. I didn't know where the hell this child was. Her father was out of town. Yeah. So he couldn't help me look for her, and it we was. We live just, in a small town. Nothing yeah. that matters. Yeah. But it's funny to think about what you've done to your mom and now you've got a kid and you're like, I sure as hell hope that my kid ain't out here right now. I no, forgot no, no, what she, she said to me, but I did whoop that ass that day. But you know what? I'm glad, I'm glad I'm glad we're talking about this because like this is the this is exactly the kind of stuff I want to talk about because I didn't hear you. You know what I'm saying? Like I because I was raised in a capitalistic patriarchal environment where our parents we were taught to use corporal punishment on our children you know because it was used on us by our slave owners and a lot of times people of color had to hit their children so that the master wouldn't kill them you know what i'm saying like a little black or like a little dark black child couldn't just run around like a white child the little black child had to stay right there and not move because they did not want to draw attention to their child. Yeah. And that has gone on and on. And, and and sometimes I see these mothers on Facebook and stuff like that talking about beating their children. Like, that's mm-hmm. such a beautiful thing. No, it's not. It is not. It's mm-hmm. something that was taught Shana. to us. That we, you know, it's not so, It's not a pretty thing because now I look back. I'm so glad you brought that up because... And there were so many better ways that I could have handled that. You know? Like, what, when you said to me, I'm going to run away, I should have talked to you then. Mm-hmm. Not just dismiss you. You told me. You told me what you was going to do. 
I ain't think your ass was going to do it. <laughs> but you, t- that's, listen to your kids, you know, but right. you did tell me. And I dismissed you. I think I, I stopped. I hit Malcolm today because he pissed me off. But I stopped hitting Malcolm because one time Malcolm was acting real just wild. And I have a boy, so he's acting <laughs> real wild. I remember one time I was changing his diaper because he pooped everywhere. He pooped everywhere, and I remember he, after I changed his diaper, like, I forgot, but, like, he punched me in my face. And I hit him in his arm. And me, personally, I felt like I hit him hard, but it didn't leave a mark or nothing. But when I hit him, he, like, looked at me like, Mommy, like, how could you? He's like, Mommy, my arm hurts. And, like, I completely broke down. Like, I said, oh, my God, I hit my baby. And I, I remember, like, I was, I'm never going to hit him. Makes you feel bad. It makes you feel really bad. Right, and and, and, and who do we hit? Like, we don't hit nobody, right? Like, you can get on my nerves. We get, but we think it's okay to hit our children because that's the thing. And I just got to finish with this conversation about this thing because it's always been on my mind how I miss the opportunity to bond with you in a different way. Because what ended up happening was I never, I never, not even to this day, heard you, right? Because now you ran away. Now I'm pissed. I'm looking for you. Now you come home. She said some shit. The police came and everything. Well, after the police came, I whipped the shit out of her. I ain't going to lie. You know, I really, and I felt justified in doing it because you had ran away. And that, and it, it was really a, you know, a perfect opportunity for us to bond, like I said, in a different way. Had I listened to you and said, why would you say that? Like, why would you want to run away? It might have never happened, you know? Or, or if you would have happened, me, you you coming home and me beating you, what did that do? Mm-hmm. What did that do? You know, no, you never tried it again. Yes, that is true. But I think that, that I also might have, like, separated us in some way. Like it, it makes me um, superior to you. Like we, we parents, we have we have authority over our children. We have the authority. Like literally, Malcolm's life is in your hands. You could be a crazy mother and drown your kid in the bathtub. Andrea Yates. Right. You have, you have that authority over your kid. So now I put Malcolm in timeout. <laughs> and he, he hates timeout. And I'm, oh, he really hates timeout. He, he like feels but like I it's ra- the worst thing. Yeah, I really rather that than, than hit him. Like even, mm-hmm. and you know, I kind of noticed it today because he was just so bad today. He just wasn't listening. He just was not listening to me at all. I was, I think I might have said Mal- Malcolm a thousand times to the point where other people were saying Malcolm. Mm. And that <laughs> shit gets me tight because it's like, okay, now everybody's calling me to get you because you're not listening. Right. Mm. Like, I mean, it was really bad today. Mm. And um, now you want, yeah. So, um, you know, I told him I said, I'm going to beat your ass. Like, you know, in front of, um, you know, my ex-boyfriend's mom. She was like, ooh, I never heard you talk to him like that before. Mm. And I was like... Frustrated, uh-huh. but that's okay she's too, like, right? Like, like, right. right? You, you get but, to you right. get to frustrated. be frustrated. You get you get to not be perfect. We're not you robots. Get to, right. You get to have emotions. You get to right. feel them. <clears throat> you get to do all that shit. Like but all that. Reality, when do you learn that? Because I know I didn't learn that you get to have emotions. And oh that yeah. You're not a robot. That you ha- you can be upset and frustrated. I didn't learn that until I put myself in on therapy. Mm. Because to me it was always suck it up, suck it up. If your kid is crying, suck it up. Why? Why can't I cry? Because I told you. Because I told you so. And you're the mom. You're superior. Mm. Yeah. You, you were young though, Messi. You were, and mm-hmm. you had to still but, listen to your mom, even though you were a mom, mm-hmm. and she was paying the bill still. Mm-hmm. How was that? How was that? How how was that? When did when, you get a job? But like, I mean, first of, I want to know how was that? How did you? How did you be a mom with a mom? It's tough because it's kind of like, I don't get to be a mom. I'm kind of like the sister that's taking care of a sibling. And my mom is telling me what I should be doing. Like if I was rocking mm. her the wrong, like you're doing it wrong, Vanessa. 
I've, at some point, I'm very vocal. I'm like, chill the hell out. Mind your business. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> oh, okay, me. so you would stand up for yourself sometimes at that, at, when it got to that point. But my mom is old school. You, you listen to your parents. It's you now. You're talking back now. You're yeah. You have an attitude, and it's like that's where we went head to head. Is because I'm now I'm arguing with you about me parenting. That's mm. my business. That's, you don't need to tell me. Technically, I'm an adult now. I can sign myself out of school. I can get a job. I can. When you were 16. Yep. Oh, I signed myself okay. out of school at 16. You did. Yeah. Why'd you do that? Because they accommodated me and they gave me uh, at home tutor because I was nine months pregnant and huge. Oh. So I got to have an at home tutor until I gave birth. And I gave birth and it gave me a couple weeks and she would come back into the house to do continue tutoring. I didn't realize again at 16, what the hell do you know? Mm. I have to go back to school. I get that maternity leave, but I have to show back up at school. Oh. They told me the day prior that I had to come back to school the following day. And I was like, what? What am I going to do with this baby? Mm. Like, how do I put the baby in daycare? How am I going to take the baby to daycare when I don't got a car? I get to school on the bus with everybody else. Right. So wow. I signed myself out of school. So I signed myself out of school by myself. And then eventually What would happen if you didn't go back to school? I don't know. I don't even remember what the threat was. I was okay. left on my voicemail and I was like, well, there goes school. How'd that make you feel? Terrible. Because who wants to be 16-year-old high school dropout? What life can I provide as a dropout? Mm. I mean, I went back to school. I did mm. junior and senior year in one year. Mm. So I did it. But it was like, what do you do? You ain't got no choice. I drop out and then I worked. So you ended up dropping out of school mm -hmm. and you found a job? So I worked weekends. And then during the week, I would sit home all week. And then on the weekends, my mom had days off. My grandma was home. And so my grandma would watch my daughter. And I would go to work. I would get on the bus, on the train, and go to work. I worked all the way in Rye, New York. So I would get on the train mm -hmm. all the way to Rye. Every day. And if, catch to that is, I worked with my baby dad. So he would come with me. I would either meet him there or he would come on the way back. Before I left them, so it was like a hot mess of a life at sixteen with a uh, with a baby. And did he like just was he ever 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 there ever changed the diaper ever? Mm, not really. I remember this one time. My mom tells a story all the time about it that I he we weren't allowed to even after having a baby we weren't allowed to sleep in the same room. So he would sleep downstairs in the living room and I would sleep upstairs. My daughter would be in the crib with me or in the crib and I would be in the room. She was crying. I was knocked out. Your mom, you're tired. He comes upstairs, pulls the blanket off of me, and is like, don't you hear the baby crying? Made me mm. get up to get her instead of him getting her. So he really mm. wasn't helpful. I mean, again, mm. what, what, what did we know? Yeah. That. So now that we're on that baby daddy subject, how, how is that? How is, how is, how is your relationship with the baby daddy? Do you have a relationship with the baby Not father? Not at all. I don't talk to him. Now my daughter's older and she's got her own phone. I gave her him her phone number. When she got a phone. You don't need to contact me for nothing. You want to talk to her? You talk to her. Do they have a relationship? No. Not at all. He's And he's got her phone number to this day. He forgets her birthday, Christmas, holidays. Once in a blue, he'll hit her up and just say like, hey, this is what I'm doing. He'll call her, FaceTime her. Oh, he's smoking a blunt. Talking to her. And I'm like the disrespect. Um, and she'll, pause, she'll mute it like so he can't see and show me like, look at this man. Like, look at this nigga in here like, oh, like, no, wow. that's not cute. Mm. And what about you, Selena? What's your relationship like with Baby Daddy? Well, before I get to that, was he in the delivery room with you and everything? Was he yeah. like... Yeah. I had a C-section, so yeah, he was there. Okay, okay. She so, was president until so she was like a year. Okay. Mm. Um. No, yeah, my child's father was like present, you know what I mean? But I, as far <laughs> as right now, he I, like I said before. He's I. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, don't have like no issues. issues. You can feel we like don't have no to... issues no more, but you know, my, I, at least I can say that he, that man, is in love with me. Yeah, you still in love with me, <laughs> and he was my street. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, and um, oh lord, I can't edit that. <laughs> yeah, you know, and he was totally in love with me, and he loves my son. Um, we had problems. He always hated me. He always took it out. He always took it out on me. When I moved on and went with, and you know, started dating someone else, he fought that person. Oh, God. And he just hated me forever that I moved on. He would stop wanting to see my son or he would stop watching my son because he knew I had a new boyfriend sometimes. But 
whatever. Now where we're at, he's we're we're very cordial and he's not too good at communication, but excuse me, but we're co-parenting. We're co-parenting. Mm. He had Malcolm for two days. I just got Malcolm back this week and he said that he would take Malcolm for another two days next week. But um when he wasn't working, because he just got a job, when he wasn't working, he was watching Malcolm all the time. I'll give him that. I'll give you points for that. <laughs> so let me ask y'all something. How is dating with babies? Like how is how is I mean, when you were 16, obviously you didn't date for a little bit, right? Like when did you start dating again? And then how is that? How did that feel now? Now you're a mom, like you're a young mom and dating guys that maybe don't have kids or maybe they do have kids. Like, how's that? <laughs> I don't know. I, I The per- first person I dated afterwards was actually my neighbor's nephew. So it was convenient that my mom was renting to these tenants and it was their nephew that I ended up liking. And oh. he conveniently had kids and he already knew my daughter. So it wasn't like anything big but anything after that it was like my daughter didn't meet anybody mm. at all you can't even come in the crib like <laughs> no you gotta meet me outside i'll sit in your car outside <laughs> that's how i was too yeah mm-hmm. yeah um i but how does how, i'm sorry but i guess what i'm saying not, not just the dating but i like that vanessa that you like said you know, meet outside because I used to do the same thing. I'm like, y'all got to meet me outside. Y'all ain't coming. If I let you meet my kids, I must really like you. Mm-hmm. You know, you just not going to meet my kids. Mm-hmm. But um, um, how was it though? Like, you know, being like you a mom, you mean guys that may not have kids and you're young and you have kids. How is that? Selena. <laughs> um. Well, I, I don't. Uh. I feel like it's more recent for you because he's still a baby. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, my son only met two guys, and one was my friend. You know, that ended up like no. Me, but, but I mean, what, what, what? How do you do? You be like, I got a son. Like, is it okay? Like, you feel okay saying it? Did you feel like that at first? Was it weird when you were saying like, mm-hmm. I, like now you're dating with kids? Was it weird? Oh. I was just like, you know, no, because I was with my child's father for such a long time after. He was present for such a long time after um, that I never really had to say none of that. But I started dating this guy who was my friend, and he met Malcolm, and Malcolm was like three months. And he was like around a lot when Malcolm was three months. Um, so, it was, you know, that's who the only person that I really dealt with who's ever been around my son. So... I've never really had that problem. But no, it's very easy to be like, nigga, you ain't coming to my house and I got a son. <laughs> but I mean, do you, you feel like, okay, I guess this is what I'm trying to ask. When you're dating, are you looking for a father figure for your child? Like, does that guy have to be, even if you have a, you know, baby daddy, like, does that, is that guy, are you thinking about that guy being that father figure? What are your thoughts on that? I know it would be different for me and Nessie because she hasn't seen anything. Her daughter probably could care less. But for me, (laughs) I think for me, like, I was very naive to it. In my mind, it was kind of like, listen, like, you know, my son is my son. And, I mean, I don't know. How I feel about it back then is different from how I feel about it now. Now you have to be 100% like this. Well, tell me how you feel about it back then. Back then, I was just like, I don't need no nigga that's going to be father to my son. He got a father already. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my son's father, even though he's trying and he's a high, but he knows how to take care of his son and he don't play. He don't let nobody kiss his son. He don't let nobody around his son. I don't even think he's always, he's always telling me about his girlfriends, but he said he never let no chick meet Malcolm ever. You know, my son's father is very protective. So in my eyes, I'm like, I don't need nobody that's going to be a, son, a father to my son. I just need you here for me. That's mm-hmm. it. That's it. You don't got to have no type of relationship with my son. You're just here for me. But then, you know, after, like, the whole being with him and my son getting attached to him and my son, like, starting to like him and spending time with him, and then, you know, this guy that I was with was actually giving Malcolm baths and, like, packing him lunch and, you know, putting Malcolm to sleep for me and helping Mm. him brush his teeth and helping me potty train, it was kind of like, oh, shit, you're actually becoming that without Mm. me telling you. Mm. And that's because my son is easy to love. Mm-hmm. And my son is easy to 
like, and my son is adorable, so you're going to want to do that off rip. Mm -hmm. um, only reason why it's hard is because now me and that person isn't together and my son's asking for him. Mm -hmm. and my son's constantly asking for him. And now my son's not used to it because you've been around my son since he was three months. Right. So any man that you want to bring or any female that you're going to bring that you're going to have a relationship with. And I'm saying this because, you know, for you all to think about who you're going to have around you. Right. Around you. Because you just like, you know, you said, so, you know, you, you, you meet people. You don't know what what they what part they're going to play in your life. Like, I know I've met guys and I'll be like, oh, we just, you know, I'm just, I, I might not even like the guy when I first meet him. But then I'm like, hmm, you know, <laughs> like you ever met a guy, you'd be like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then y'all start talking, y'all be like, wait a minute like, now, right, wait a minute now. I feel like that's all a long relationship. You start off that way, you like, nah, I ain't it. I just be here for some time. And then right. it's like, right. 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 right, now I'm outside your house. Right. <laughs> Come open the door. I got my hoodie on. Like, I'm waiting on you. Like, up. Yeah. So, you know, so, yeah. So, relationships are like that. You never know who's going to get attached. And then, you know, that person, like, I sometimes feel like um, some of the things that you're going through now, Selena, is because you saw me going through and making some bad choices. It's almost like I could look at Selena's life and be like, oh, I remember when I did that. Like, I'm going to give you a perfect example because we also are people pleasers, right? And I'm a big people pleaser and I'm trying not to be. I'm trying not to. I've mm -hmm. let a lot of that go, but you still are. Ain't that the truth. And um, <laughs> I know, like the other day when we were doing the photo shoot and you were like, oh, so-and-so didn't get any pictures. And I was just like, and, you know, right. they didn't get any pictures because they weren't ready. They was hibernating upstairs. Like... But you cared about it. And I just saw myself in that so much. Like, I used mm -hmm. to do that. Like, caring more about another person than they care for themselves. You know? And then we risk so much. And then one more thing. we got, it's, oh, it's Actually, we've been talking for an hour. But I wanted to know what your thoughts were about, especially being... All of us here are Latinas. We're all Latinas in this room right now. And I know... You know, growing up, uh, you know, that sacrifice. What, what, what are your thoughts about being that sacrificing mom that Latinas, you know, we don't sacrifice. We're not good moms. You know, we're not putting everybody else before us. We are bad moms. We're bad daughters. We're bad this. We're bad that. What are your thoughts on that, Vanessa? See, I believed in that so much. But I think now because my child's older, I'm kind of like, she's older. She does whatever the hell she wants to do now. I'm kind of like, now it's me. I can do whatever the hell I want. Oh, you're mad because I was outside today? <laughs> Honey, too bad. You was outside all weekend. Mommy's turn to turn the hell up. When I, when I was younger and I, when she was a baby, it was kind of like I felt bad if I was out. Like mm. If I was with a boyfriend or if I was with friends, I felt bad because then it's like I have to tuck her in. I got to make sure I let her know, like, hey, I'm leaving. You are right. Mm. Uh, now I'm like, mm, whatever. Mm. But is there any is there any do you feel at all because for me okay let me just explain I guess where I'm coming from for me for me I went through a lot and this is another reason why I do this show because I don't want you young people to do this I went through a lot of my life just going through it just going through mm -hmm. the emotions the motions of it like just doing it because you know like I went I went to went, I went to college and then I you know I had two jobs and and then Selena was in ballet or, or whatever she was in. And my son was in this. And I and I just was like, I had I felt like I had to be the super mom, mm -hmm. you know, cooking all these elaborate dinners, doing all this stuff. And then and it didn't come from a place of pleasure. Mm -hmm. It came from a place of obligation. Right. And so I want you moms that are listening out here to make sure. And I say this because I want you moms that are here and those that are listening to make sure that you take time to fucking smell the roses. You know, there was a meme that was something about moms. Like, you can't care for your kids if you're not happy. Like, if your kids are constantly seeing you upset or depressed what are they gonna do? or lonely or all this other stuff. That was my whole childhood with my daughter. Raising her, I was depressed the whole time. So that's all she knows about her mom. Mm. Now it's not so much because I'm in therapy. But mm. that's what she knows her mom as. Crybaby. Mm. But that's what you see. My mom, I'm see the opposite. I'm like, my mom is like you. 
All she did was work. You see my mom working. What did my mom do? She put food on the table. She had, we had a warm ass house. We had a nice stuff. We had all nice stuff. Why? Because that's what my mom was obligated to do. Mm-hmm. And not saying that she didn't mm-hmm. want to do that, mm-hmm. but that's how you're raised. Yeah, because and we don't take time to, you know, so take time, you know, make sure moms that are out there, especially my single moms or even those that are in relationships that you that you are taking care of yourself, man, that you are taking time to stop and smell the roses. That's the most way, the best way I could think about it, you know. Don't fly through life. I went through having my car, my degree and everything else. Selena is on her phone while I'm talking. It is distracting me. I'm sorry. I'm trying to roll the wake Malcolm ass up. Oh, <laughs> oh my grandson is sleeping in the uh-uh, other room. Not at seven <laughs> and, you know, take time to take care of yourself. You know, this motherhood shit ain't easy. This motherhood shit ain't easy. Um, there's If you've had trauma in your life, it, you know, sometimes being a mom will bring that shit up. You know, it'll bring that shit up because um, we haven't healed. We haven't healed from our own stuff. So anyway, it's been an hour. We've talked about motherhood. We could talk longer about this subject. <laughs> motherhood don't end. Yeah, because there's so much that we want to tell you. But but guys, thank you so much, Vanessa and Selena, for being <laughs> here. Thank you so much for showing of up, for, for sharing your story. Um. Guys that are listening, like, share, make comments. You can make comments, leave messages. Um, if you have a show idea, by all means, let me know. Leave a message. We want to hear about it. You might be on our show. You don't know. <laughs> anyway, we talked about motherhood today, and it is a precious, precious gift to be a mom. But it also is, um, it's, the shit is hard. It is hard. Being a mom is hard. Being a young mom is hard. Um, especially, you know, we didn't even talk about like seeing, seeing some of your friends graduate college. I wanted to know how that made you feel. Did you feel any kind of way about that? You know, there's so many, you know, your life just stopped, Selena. I'm talking to Selena, you know, and so did yours, you know, so did yours. Uh, Yeah, but I mean, oh, there you go. Let's say that. Anyway. Anyway, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.